the story before, but if you go down to San Diego and if you were to march your way over to uh, the, the, the military uh, training center, uh, there's a particular gate uh, that the public can pull up to uh, and there's a notice on the gate. Uh, as you approach that place, uh, you can hear the sound of tanks rumbling in the background and jets flying across the air and if you listen, uh, you can hear the sound of the soldiers uh, uh, left, right, left, uh, left, right, left uh, and if you were mistaking it, uh, you could say this is such noisy area uh, I can't even pay attention. But if you walk up to the gates, there's a sign on the gate that says, pardon the noise, but this is the sound of freedom. All I got to say this morning is pardon the noise, but this is the sound of freedom. This is the sound of deliverance. This is the sound of what my breakthrough looks like. This is the sound of my miracle. This is the sound of my promise coming to pass. Somebody help me put your hands together for all of our guests that are in the house of the Lord with us. Come on, we can do a little bit better than that. Help me welcome all of our guests uh, into the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. You can be seated if you can. I want to take a brief opportunity to say what a privilege and what an absolute honor it is this morning to have all of our guests here in the house of the Lord. Rock Church, I see first-time visitors all over the building this morning. I need to borrow your hands and your voice one more time to make some noise. And let, we can do better than that. Let our guests know how much we appreciate them this morning. Amen. Not only do we have many first-time guests here this morning, but I see handfuls of people uh, that are here as uh, joining us for the impact after party this morning. Would you help me give it up for all of our out-of-town guests that are here uh, hanging out with us for the weekend? Come on, put your hands together. And I want to say that immediately following the service, if you are a first-time guest or if you are an out-of-town uh, guest that's here this week, you should have received a VIP invitation card when you walked in the building that looks something like the one on the screen. If you did not receive one, if you'll just slip your hand up in the air, one of our staff will run one to you very quickly. I see a hand over here, a hand over here. But that is just an invitation for you to join us immediately after the service in our VIP room. We all know that VIP stands for very important person. And we want you to know that you're an important person to us today. Amen, Rock Church. We've got some light refreshments and a small gift that we'd love to give you and a chance to just spend a few moments with you after the service. So we invite you to join us there. And uh, we have a little saying and understanding around here that you are only a guest at the Rock Church for the first five minutes that you come through the door. After that, you're just at home at the Rock Church. Amen, somebody? Would you turn around 360 degrees and tell everybody around you, extend a hand and tell them, welcome home this morning. 
Come on, I need you to help me reach everybody. Span the aisle if you have to. They're on the right. They're on the left. They're in front of you, behind you. Don't leave anybody untouched. Tell them, welcome home. Amen. Has anybody been enjoying the conference this week? Did you get something from God in the building this week? Stand with me, uh, if you would. We want to hasten this morning. We, we come in great anticipation of what God has prepared for us today. It has been a bit of a tradition uh, the last few years that uh, the Saturday speaker remains with us uh, for the weekend and preaches on Sunday as kind of a continuity of what God is doing in the service. And we are absolutely honored to have back with us this morning evangelist Cornelius Williams and his precious wife and family, little Bryson, is in the house of the Lord. Come on, help me give it up for the man of God today. I promise you today that if you will meet what God has for you, with faith and expectation, there is nothing impossible for God in your life today. Come on, I don't know what you came in here needing from God, but God is working it out right now. And I believe that the power of the preached Word of God is about to unlock something in your life. If you believe that one more time, I want you to put your hands together with faith in your heart and give God a praise in advance for what He's about to do. Come on, give God a praise as the man of God comes. Evangelist Cornelius Williams preached the Word to us. Today. Come on, somebody lift out a cry unto the Lord in the house. Come on, clap your hands and cry unto the Lord, for he is worthy. He is worthy to hear our voices. He's worthy to hear our hands. He's worthy to hear our cries. Somebody clap your hands with everything you got. Come on, praise him. Praise him, all you people. And shout unto God. Somebody shout the name of Jesus. Come on, shout the name of Jesus. Come on, if you've got a mountain that you need moving, shout the name of Jesus. Come on, if you've got chains that you need breaking, shout the name of Jesus. Woo! Clap your hands as loud as you can clap them. Come on, anybody feel what I feel in the house? Amen, amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Amen. This atmosphere that we feel is nothing less than the power of the presence of the living God of heaven that not only sits high, but his omnipresence is everywhere at the same time. And I, I just come to tell you that we serve a God that is still a miracle worker. Come on, anybody in the house believe that God is still a deliverer. He's still a healer. He's still a way maker. He's still a provider. He's still God. Amen. He's still God. Somebody shout, he's still God. Amen. And that same God, that same God is in the house today to meet your every need and to touch your family. Amen. Isn't it good to be in church on a Sunday morning? I am so, so blessed to be here. We are all blessed to be here, amen, for the impact after party.
Amen. No, there's no party like a Holy Ghost party. And this hangover feels a whole lot better. Amen. 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 This is a God-loving radical church. We believe in having radical church because we have a God that when he changed your life, the change is radical. Come on, come on. Any, any ex-drug addicts, any, any, any ex-felons in the house that God pulled you out of your trouble and he set you on a hill of triumph and he said, I'm, I'm calling you out and I'm making you what you thought you couldn't be. Amen. Amen. We're not crazy. We're just changed. Oh, yeah. I said, we're not crazy. We're just changed. Amen. Amen. So many, so many visitors that are here right now, and we want you to know that we want you to feel at home. This is your home. This is where families are welcome and souls can be saved. Anybody believe that souls can still be saved? And this atmosphere that you're feeling right now, this is not hype. This is not a production. But there's a true power of anointing. Come on, anybody feel that power just lingering in the room? There's a true power of anointing. And that power can get a hold of your life. And that power that you feel is the Spirit of God. The Bible declares that after that, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God, after you get the Spirit that some of these folks are dancing and shouting and running have on the inside of their soul, after you get that Spirit, you shall receive power. And if, you, if you're bound by addictions and you can't say no, you'll have power to tell the devil no. Oh, yeah, I said if you bound up by chains of, of, of fear and doubt and unbelief and, and weights of, of, of oppression and depression, you'll have power to cast down every spirit that's coming against your family, coming against your children, coming against your home, coming against your mind. I've come to tell you, we have the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, anybody have the power of the Holy Ghost dwelling on the inside of you? Come on, you ought to throw your head back and let that power operate right now. Come on, let that power flow and move in and out of your spirit. Amen. Somebody shout power. Amen. And hasten quickly. Hasten quickly to the word of God right now. I feel God's presence and spirit moving in the house, I want to turn your attention to the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16, Psalm 141 and 2, and culminating at Psalm 120 and 1. And in your turning, in your turning, I've sought God for the service, I've sought God for the voice that we need to minister to us today. I truly believe that there are some things in our world that we come, we come to the edge of the cliff. I want you to hear me right now. We come to the edge of the cliff and we get to the point that we feel like we don't have any options left. We don't have any answers left. And I, I want to give you an answer. I want to give you one last option in the house today because I believe that God 
that God is here to listen to our voices today. Is there anybody in the house that there's a need? There's a need in your house, a need in your family, something impossible. Is there anybody in a house that with that need you have faith to believe that God can still do the impossible? Come on, come on, any faith believers of the house that God can still do the impossible. I learned that there is a way. Somebody said there is a way. There is a way that you can convince the throne of heaven to move on your behalf. Does that sound good to anybody in the house? You can convince the mind of God to intervene on your behalf. And the first way you do that, we're just going to have old-fashioned church right now. The first way you do that, Brother Kendrick, is we. Somebody say we. Boy, there's some nice ties up here. Some of y'all not getting these back. We have to be transparent with God. We have to be honest when we come to church. I wish I had some honest folks in the house. For the next 35 minutes, I want you to take off your mask. I want you to remove your pretense. We, we've, already, we've already got some people that are not afraid to worship and shout because they don't care what you think about them. But there's something that every last one of us need in this house right now, and there is a process to getting what you need. James says that when you come to the house of God, when you come before the congregation, he said the first thing that we need to do, we, we need to do, he said confess, somebody shout confess. He said you need to confess your faults one to another. That sounds dangerous for some of us, but what James is trying to tell us is that if you have issues, if you have situations, you can't be afraid to let the congregation know that I need God. Well, I wish some honest folks would lift up your hands and said, I came and I know I got some situations. I've got some troubles and some trials and I need God. He said, bring them before the congregation. Let, let the church know. Don't be afraid to lift up your hands and let somebody know that I'm going through something. Is this all right? I'm just talking to you right now. And then he said, once you're transparent, don't be afraid to vocalize how much you're going through something. He said, you ought to let the atmosphere of God get a hold of your lips and start praying. Start praying. Somebody shout pray. He said pray one for another that ye may be healed. 
And when you start praying, he said, don't just pray and just, 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 call, just call upon the name of the Lord with the, with the weakened spirit of a mist. He said, but the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. How might I add, woman availeth much. And David, 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 David learned to pray this way. He said, let my prayer, somebody say my prayer. He said, let my prayer be set before thee. He said, God, God, I pray that when I pray that my prayers will be set right before your feet. I wish somebody would just pray like that right now. God, I want my prayers to be set right at your feet. Mm, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. He said, let my prayer be set before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. He said, because in my distress, I cried unto the Lord, I cried unto God, and he heard my cry. I don't know if you feel the atmosphere that's moving right now, but I want you to throw up your hands in the sanctuary. And while your hands are lifted, I want you to lift up an incense of prayer. If you need a miracle, I want you to pray right now. Come on, if you need deliverance from an addiction, I want you to pray right now. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Come on, there's a sound of prayer. Come on, I need some prayer warriors to pray. Come on, I need some mamas to pray right now. I feel something moving in the sanctuary right now. Come on, there's a glory, there's a presence. Come on. If you don't know what to pray for, just throw your hands up and let tears flow. Come on, that's it, yes. Come on, some of you are feeling better right now. Come on, take it to God. Come on, we're here to let the Holy Ghost move. I want you to lift up your voice. Come on, all of your stress, all of your worry, come on. Come on, don't be ashamed to let somebody hear you pray right now. come on there's a healing in the room right now come on there's a healing in the room right now come on no more sleepless nights Come on, 
Come on, I see some hands lifted in the balcony. God's listening right now. God's listening to you right now. If you believe that God is listening to every prayer, clap your hands in the house. As the Spirit of God sweeps over this house, you may be seated in the fear of the Lord in Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Does anybody feel that that presence, that flow of the power of God that's sat upon the house right now? There are some people a few moments ago, I can see your faces and I can see, I can see a true reaching, a true reaching for God. And when we pray, somebody shall pray. When we pray, there's two things that happen within our minds. The first thing that happens is the spirit of doubt will begin to talk to you. Pastor Spirit, I'm coming to talk against and preach to right now. The spirit of doubt and confusion will begin to talk to you. Because every last one of us, from the front to the back to the balcony, every last one of us got things. We have issues, faults, situations and trials that, that are pressing against our lives. I wish somebody would say amen. And when you feel like you don't have any options left on the table, there's one option that never fails. So there's one option that never fails, and it is the ability to open up your mouth and let God hear the hurt that's coming down from deep. Oh, I wish somebody would let God move right now. Hey, there's something that happens when you begin to cry out to the Lord in your distress, in your trials, in your trouble. There's something that happens when you begin to call upon the name of Jesus. Something happens. Mountains move. Chains are loose. Something breaks when we call upon the name of the Lord. I, I've, come, I've come to preach against a spirit. I've come to preach against a voice that would tell you that the prayers that you were just praying, the tears that you were letting fall, the emotions that you were letting out, you ought to bottle that up because God is not listening to you. I've come to preach against the voice of the carnal man that tells you that you can pray, but your prayers are not reaching If you're human, there's some things about what we're doing right now. It's all right. This is Sunday morning. I just want to talk to you. There's some things about what we're doing right now that the carnal man does not understand. 
Somebody that doesn't know God, hasn't experienced God coming in off the streets. And I'm not, I'm not talking against visitors. I'm just talking against people that don't believe that this invisible God that we serve, that there's nothing to this, this God thing. I just come to tell you the devil is still a liar because though I have not seen him, I don't need to see him to believe that he can step in my family and he can, he can bind up my marriage and my marriage is on the rocks. He can put it on the rock and establish my goings and he can heal. I don't have to see God to know that he's hearing my prayers. I just want to stop right there and tell somebody that God is still listening to you. I'm going to tell you right now in the Holy Ghost, when you think your family doesn't care and your co-workers have tuned you out and everybody's saying, I wish this girl would shut up and stop talking to me. I'm hearing the same thing over and over and over. I'll tell you, God is never tired of listening to you. And the carnal mind will tell you that prayer, that prayer is nothing more than emotionalism. That prayer is nothing more than an expression that people do to make themselves feel better. And in fact, people will tell you that it's not physically possible for prayers to reach God. And if you're in that category this morning, I, I want to question your doubts right now with a question. If you don't believe that prayers can be heard by the throne of God, I just want to know if you know the answer to the question, how far can a prayer reach? If, if, if you don't know the answer to that question, I... God's come to tell you. God's come to minister to you right now. And I've just come to help you understand just how far a prayer can go. David, David got down on his knees in Psalm 120 and 1. He said, in my distress, anybody been stressed out lately? Uh, he said, in my anxieties, in my weariness, uh, in my worries, he said, something happened to me uh, that I realized I didn't have many options left on the table. And I began to cry out to the Lord. Uh, and I realized that when I cry, God listens. David went over some 21 chapters later. He said, God, I know that you're listening to me. And I know that you know who I am. And I know you know what I'm going through. I'm talking to you right now. He said, and when I pray, God, I want my prayers to be known by your throne. He said, I want my prayers to be like an incense. That when it leaves the sanctuary, it goes past the ceiling. And it goes past the atmosphere. And it goes past the stratosphere. And it goes past the atmosphere. And it goes past the known universe. And I want my prayers. Somebody say, my prayers I want my prayers to be set right right before you I don't know how you pray but I pray like that this morning when you got trouble in your finances and you got things messed up in your mind and you got worry and weariness in your world I've come to tell you you better make sure that you get your prayers to the feet of God He said, let my prayer be set before thee as an incense. And when I lift my hands, God, let it be a sacrifice that you take notice. 
But the only problem is, are your prayers really going that far? Science and the human mind, carnal man will tell us that if you stepped outside right now where there was no building, no constriction, no nothing that can bounce the echo and the acoustics of sound that can, that can reflect off of walls and inhibit the sound from traveling. Science tells us physics, uh, the laws of acoustics tells us uh, that if you went outside right now uh, and you stood out on the corner of Tarpon Street uh, and you begin to cry out as loud as you can, that the human voice has a maximum capacity. That your voice, if you screamed as loud as you can, Bishop, that your human voice can only travel 590 feet, 6.6 inches. If you need some, some help in knowing what that looks like, that's only a football field and a half of length for the Collins. That my human voice, somebody say my voice. My voice can only travel that far with nothing stopping it. It goes up into the air as a vapor. It mists like an incense, and that's as far as my voice can go. But but we serve a God that when your cry gets involved, he begins to bend the laws of nature. Oh, I wish I had some help in the house. The, the same God that created nature is the same God that can bend the laws of the nature that he created. And I just come to tell you, I don't care what science says. I come to tell you what God says. And when you cry, he's listening. I, 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 I begin to dig deep and I begin to wonder that if my voice can only go that far, then how in the world can my prayers reach the throne of God? I've come to help somebody know that prayer is not physical, but prayer is spiritual. So I just come to tell you that despite what the devil says, when you get to the house of God and you begin to call upon the name of the Lord, something spiritual begins to happen. Something supernatural natural begins to move I wish somebody would throw up your voice right now to God and said God I'm looking for a supernatural visitation of your spirit Oh, if you need a supernatural miracle, you ought to praise God and said, God I'm not looking I'm not looking to man I'm looking to the throne of God It's all right so far. What, what, what's, what starts happening when we start lifting up our voice, Brother Trevor, is something supernatural starts to shift in the atmosphere around us. And it's not in the atmosphere that is visible to your naked eye, but it's in the atmosphere that is invisible in the realm of the things you can't see. Because what you can't see is when the people of God begin to pray, when the people of God begin to cry, that Psalm 34 and 7 tells us that the angel of the Lord and kept it round about them that fear him. 
Ah, oh, you might not be shouting yet, but I hope somebody's hearing the preacher that when you begin to fear God and said, God, I don't have nowhere else to go. I don't know what else to do to help my babies. I'm trying to raise my kids by myself. What you don't know is, is that there is an angelic host that is stationed at the throne of God, that God sends to intervene, and they encamp around about them. Somebody shout angels. You say, well, preacher, you was talking about prayer, and now you're talking about angels. What in the world does they have to do with anything? What, why in the world will you even bring up angels? I'll tell you, angels have everything to do with what's happening here. I wish some people that still believe that God is a God that knows how to intervene on your behalf. Because what you can't see is when the people of God that fear him, somebody say fear him. When you get down on your face in reverence to the glory of God, something begins to happen in the atmosphere. Something that Jacob began to realize in Genesis 28 and 12 when he saw a vision of a ladder that came down from heaven to the earth. And the Bible says that on that ladder, he saw angels ascending up to heaven and descending back down to earth. And you said, preacher, what did that vision mean? The first thing you must understand is that the angels in his vision they were moving to and fro from the earth up to heaven. I hope somebody follow me so far. The angels that Jacob saw, they were here on earth. Somebody say on earth. That's why when you pray, you say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth first as as it is in heaven. And Jacob saw these angels going from the earth to the heaven. And you say, well, preacher, what in the world they were doing? I come to tell you, it's a good thing if you start reading your Bible, you will know just how much God loves you. Because you go from Genesis to Revelation. And the Bible declares in Revelation 5 and 8 that there's an angel that had a book in his hands. And there were four beasts and the 24 elders that fell before the throne of God and worshiped the Lamb of God. And the Bible says that in their hands they had harps. And in their hands they had golden vows and there was something beautiful about those vows now, I don't want you to miss this because I'm about to tie this all up and God's about to move in the house in their hands at the throne of God at the feet of God the Bible says that they had golden vows in their hands anybody see what I'm seeing and in those golden vows there was some odors or an incense that same incense that David was talking about that he said God I pray that when I lift up my voice that an incense will leave my lips and get to your throne And it just so happened that that prayer that David was praying, I know that it made it to the throne because the Bible says that in those vows there's an incense and that incense happens to be the prayers that you've been praying, the prayers that you've been crying, the prayers that you've been believing. He said, let my prayers be like an incense. God, I just want to know if you're listening. God, I just want to know if you care. I just want to tell you that he is. 
Oh, I wish somebody get stirred in your spirit right now. Well, if you don't believe that scripture, maybe I'll give you another one to help you out. The Bible tells us uh, in Revelation 8 and 3 uh, that there were some more angels. Another angel came and stood uh, before the altar of God. Uh, and the Bible said that he had a golden censer in his hand. Uh, and he began to offer up some incense. Uh, I'm talking about when you don't have uh, no tears left to cry on your pillow. Uh, when you put those tears on the altar, uh, they, they're stored up in the heavenlies. Uh, they go up into the heavenlies. Uh, and God shall wipe away every tear God shall honor every prayer God shall hear every cry he began to offer up prayer somebody say prayer he began to offer up prayer somebody say prayer he began to offer up prayers of the saints I just come to tell you that contrary to popular belief I've come to tell you that we are entertaining angelic hosts, the presence of Almighty God, the Spirit of Almighty God. And when you begin to pray, something begins to happen in the atmosphere. Something begins to move at the throne of God. And I don't care what the devil's telling you. I just come to tell you that God is ready to hear what you have to say. When you're crying, let it out. When you're worrying, let it out. When you're broken, let it out. When you I wish somebody would lift up a shout to God right now. Come on, lift up a shot. I feel the Holy Ghost. The angel of the Lord encamp around about them that fear him. And deliverance has to come in the name of the Lord. Freedom has to come in the name of the Lord. I want you to put something together. I'm almost done where I'm going. I want you to put something together right now. There's a combination that happens in the spirit that God cannot ignore. I want you to hear me right now. The angel of the Lord had kept around about them that what? That does what? That fear him. And I can't help but think about a man by the name of Cornelius. In Acts 10, the Bible says that he was a devout man. Somebody say devout. And he feared God. I come to tell you, you keep being faithful because God can't resist your faithfulness. I don't care how messed up your finances are. You can't be faithful and God not move out of the fear that you have for him. God loves the fear, the reverence, the honor that we have when we call. He feared God with all of his house. He gave much alms to the people. And the Bible says that he prayed. Somebody shall pray. He prayed always. Uh, there's two things. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to paint a picture. I hope I'm not messing this thing up. I'm just trying to tell you what the Bible says. Uh, that when you fear God uh, and you start praying, uh, angels have to show up. I don't know if you hear me. I said when you fear God and you praying with everything you got in your heart and you're praying with desperation and you're praying for salvation and you're praying for deliverance, your fear and your prayer coupled together, God has to move on your behalf. 
and the Bible declares that he said Cornelius you've been praying you've been faithful you've been fearful and your prayers I want you to hear me right now he said your prayers have come up before me as a memorial they stacked one upon another one prayer upon another pray one for another and I come to tell you that I've sending an angel to your house Cornelius I'm sending an angel to your house somebody I'm sending an angel to your children. I'm sending an angel to your friends. I'm sending an angel to your backslidden family. I'm sending an angel because you fear me and you're praying. Somebody shout pray. How far can a prayer reach? Can I tell you that even if the answer is halted doesn't mean that heaven hasn't heard it. I'm going to say it again. I wish you would put that in your back pocket right now, Brother Hoffer. Uh, just because your answer is halted uh, doesn't mean that heaven hasn't heard it. Uh, because Daniel said, God, I've been praying the same prayer over and over and over. Uh, and God said, Daniel, uh, I heard your prayer the first time. Uh, but your prayers that made it to heaven uh, on their way back to you. Uh, there, there withstood some, some principalities. Uh, and I had to send my angels. Uh, I don't know if you hear me. Uh, I had to send my angels uh, to push down the adversary uh, to press down the principalities uh, and to answer your prayer somebody say how far can a prayer reach I'll tell you how far a prayer can reach a prayer can reach from here and reach places that you might not can go physically <sighs> But I just kind of remind you that prayer is spiritual. And your prayers can travel. And your voice can move. And your cry can move God. Anybody hear me right now? And your cry can move God in so much that, that I'm telling you right now, the Holy Ghost, that sister that prayed, that, that said, my mama, right now she's in the hospital. I couldn't help but think about the, the centurion and Matthew 8 and 6, that he came to Jesus and said, he said, Jesus, I just got to talk to you right now. He said, my servant is back home and he's sick and I don't know what else to do. I've read out of options I've ran out of chances I don't know what else to do so I'm coming to the one that can do all things I'm coming I'm coming to the man that's not just a man but he's man God manifested in the flesh he said my servant is sick of palsy and you know how I know that Jesus is listening Jesus said okay come and heal you I just come to tell you I don't care what infirmity you came to this house with the spirit of God can heal you right now you said preacher how can God do that instantly we serve a God that can instantaneously speak darkness and tell darkness it has to go back and say let there be light and it happened in an instant he said let the dry land come up out of the seas and it happened just like that he said let there be firmaments in the heaven and let there be waters between the firmament he said let the, let the dry land bring forth grass and it happened in an instant 
And that same voice that spoke the earth into existence. That man, that man said, God, wait a minute. Somebody said, wait a minute. I'm almost done. Hear me. He said, wait a minute. He said, I'm a man. And I, I'm not too proud of the man that I've been. You hear me right now, visitor? Don't let the devil lie to you and tell you that when you pray and ask God to forgive you, that God doesn't want anything to do with you. I wish some saints that's been forgiven would say amen. He said, God, I am not worthy. I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. But I believe in the spirit of prayer. That when a voice is uttered from the lips, I believe that we're here right now and the voice of God can travel into the atmosphere and my servant can be healed and he don't have to be here. Hey, I come to tell you, you can speak right now. If you know somebody that needs a healing, you can throw up your hands right now and the voice that comes from your lip can go into the atmosphere and God can move right now. I said God can move right now. I wish a prayer warrior would pray God can move right come on throw up your hands right now I feel the Holy Ghost come on I wish somebody would throw up your hands in the house I feel the Holy Ghost come on if you got some impossibilities I want you to throw up your voice right now Come on, don't be ashamed about who's sitting next to you. We got to confess our issues before one another and start praying that we might be healed. Oh, I hear it. Oh, I hear it. Oh, I hear it. When you don't know what to pray for, as we ought, the spirit begins to make intercession with groanings and moanings that cannot be uttered. I'm telling you right now, when you begin to pray, something begins to I'm going to speak into the atmosphere right now that somebody's going to be healed of an infirmity in their body uh, and it won't take you getting home to find out. Uh, God's going to touch your body uh, if you believe in the spirit of prayer uh, that when I open up my mouth, uh, my prayers are leaving the altar uh, and they're going before his altar. Uh, my prayers are leaving this altar uh, and they're going before the altar of incense uh, that he is before the throne of God. I want us to stand to our feet if we can. I'm, the Holy Ghost is moving right now. Uh, as we're standing, I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. If you, if you have not been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the Spirit of God, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, 
when you begin to pray with desperation, God will give you his spirit freely. And you'll begin to speak in tongues just like the Bible said. And you might say, preacher, why do I need the Holy Ghost? I'll tell you why you need the Holy Ghost. Because sometimes you don't know what to pray for. The things that are happening in the invisible that you don't even know how to put a finger. You don't even know what words to tell God to meet the need that you need. I want to tell you a story about one of my friends. One of my good friends happens to be one of Brother Stewart's friends, his brother-in-law exactly. In fact, one of my good friends, BJ, was at work one day and he was just a normal day of work. Nothing out of the ordinary, nothing supernatural happening that day. But BJ is a man filled with the Holy Ghost. Anybody thankful for the Holy Ghost? BJ is a faithful man, a devout man, a praying man that has a prayer life. He knows how to get a hold of God. And on a normal day of work, BJ was going into a grocery store. Nothing out of the ordinary. And as he got closer to the doors, the automatic doors opened up. And he was getting ready to step over the threshold. And the spirit of the Holy Ghost hit him. The power of God hit him out of nowhere. And right there in the grocery store, he didn't care about who was watching him. The spirit of intercession got a hold of him. And he started praying right there in the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. He started praying. He didn't know what hit him, but out of nowhere, the Holy Ghost hit him. And we've got to learn to be sensitive to the spirit of God because you have the power of God to speak into the atmosphere and somebody that's on the other side of the globe can be touched by your prayers. He went on, the prayer, the prayer session ceased and he's still confused why in the world, what, what just happened? I'm just, that's not normal just to start speaking in tongues in the middle of a grocery store and he's saying, what, what just hit me? got his groceries. When he got back to his truck, he picked up his phone and he had, he had several text messages and missed calls from his wife. She had been trying to get a hold of him, but he left his phone in the vehicle and he didn't, he never got those calls and she called and he called her back and on the other side of the phone, she's crying hysterically, his brother, brother Stewart's sister, she's crying hysterically. And he's trying to calm her down. What's going on? What's the problem? What's the deal? He said, BJ, we almost lost one of our boys. He said, what? What's going on? He said, I've been trying to get a hold of you. But BJ did not know is that his wife had taken their children to a creek at a state park. And the creek was shallow. And so they're walking and they're playing in the sands in the shallowness of the creek. But they hit a low point. And one of the boys went under. And that dirty, murky water 
there was a mama that started crying in her distress. Jesus! Reaching in that water, she can't see where her baby is, but she's reaching and crying out. Jesus! And I tell you this, sometimes in your life, you don't have a prayer to pray. You, don't, you can't even string words together to make a full sentence. But something happens when you begin to call when you are the name of Jesus at your feet something begins to happen gotta beckon and call angels are dispensed to your behalf I wish somebody would shout the name of Jesus right oh, I want you to do it again Come on, do it again. I feel the holy. Let my prayer be like an incense. What he didn't know is, was that at the moment, he said, what time was that? She told him the time. But Isaac, it's not a coincidence at the time. The moment that his boy was going under was the moment that the Spirit of God said, pray. 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 He said, well, preacher, I don't believe all that. But do you believe Acts 12 and 7 when the Bible says that while Peter was locked up in chains and the church began to lift up their voices and they began to call his name before the throne of God that God sent his angel to break the chains in that prison cell. I just come to tell you how far can your prayer reach? I just come to give you an answer. They're going further than you think they are. They're at the feet of the throne of God. When you lift up your hands, let my prayer You came to the church needing a miracle. I want you to throw up your hands right now. I don't care how impossible it is. I want you to lift up your hands. If you're battling with anxiety and depression, I want your hands to meet your voice and throw it up to the heavens. Yes. Come on, push your prayers past the ceiling. Come on, push your prayers past. Come on, push it past the atmosphere. Woo. Come on, if you're driving in your car, watching online, you ought to throw up a prayer and let that prayer leave your car. Come on, let your prayers leave your living room. Come on, let your prayers leave the sanctuary. Send them up. Send them out. Send them out. Oh, I hear the sound of a cry. Come on, mama. I want you to pray for your babies. God can touch them right now. Pray for your husband that's not saved. God can touch them right now. 